Hello and welcome to the Michael Mamas Show. I'm your host, Michael Mamas, and we're coming to you from Mount Soma, home of the Sri Sameshra Temple in the mountains of Western North Carolina. Had a lot of rain last night. I think it's going to rain a good part of today. Uh, but it's beautiful out. When, when it rains and the clouds, they, they move. At some point, I'll do a little, you know, just a 10-second video and show you the room. Because uh, the room where I am right now has some big windows to the east looking out over the mountains and also to the uh, south looking over the mountains. And uh, I don't know, I thought it might be nice. I'll do that sometime. I'll show you. In fact, we're planning on doing it, but we got so busy with the Kuma Vishakam, uh over this past week that we really, uh, a lot of things we were planning got backed up. Um, so we'll get to it all. Okay. Today's podcast, you know, uh, start, it, it really evolved. And even in the last uh 30 seconds, I kind of refined it here and there. Just, and that's how I do these podcasts. I mean, I just do some notes and jot them down. And then uh, I get up early. So I got up early this morning as usual and uh, kind of put it into a coherent whole. Uh, there was a quote that I, uh, I think I've repeated on a previous podcast, perhaps. But I was a veterinarian for a number of years. I uh, had a small animal practice and a woman brought her cat to me, Simon's cat. Uh, and she lived in Thailand with the cat for a while. And so she named the cat, uh, My Penrai. And uh, I don't know if I asked her, if she just volunteered the information. I think, no, I think I was intrigued by the name. So I asked her and it's Thai for, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, and it's always stuck with me. I mean, it doesn't matter. I don't know. In a sense, everything's profound, but that um, quote, when it came to mind earlier this morning, uh, was kind of like the missing link in my own mind, what I wanted to convey, put it in a nutshell for this, this whole podcast. And this podcast is somewhat partially inspired by Memorial Day is uh, tomorrow. And uh, I just hope I can convey and I think we'll be able to, perhaps with the help of my pen, Rai, convey uh, the essence of the message that, that I wanted to uh, share uh, with you uh, in this podcast. You know, uh, in the Vedic tradition, there's this notion of castes that I've talked about. And, you know, they have the Brahmin caste, they have the untouchables, they have, you know, like that. And one of the four castes is um, uh, the Kshatriya class. Typically, they call them the, the uh, warriors or the uh, military. Uh, and it includes the government. And uh, I just thought it was really appropriate to talk about this uh, in light of the fact that Memorial Day is tomorrow. And also, um, you know, the attitude uh, and the understanding that we have of uh, what a kshatriya uh, really is. Uh, and again, these castings, they're not just groups that you join in the, in the pure sense of the word. It's inherent in the nature of individuals for physiology. 
to naturally gravitate to one sort of activity or another. And the idea in the caste system then is that that is maintained, sustained. So you're actually born into a family that functions in a manner that is perfectly consistent with your true nature, all the way down to the DNA, the essence of who you are like that. Uh, And wouldn't that be a beautiful thing? Uh, I mean, just to probably think about your own life. What if what you were born into what your family did, what your father did, what your mother did, what the whole mentality of the family was like, just resonated with the depth of your being, you know, facilitating your evolution, your growth as as an individual. Um, But now on one level, if you think about it, the governor, the mayor, the leaders of a nation, and also the warriors, all those are kshatriyas, you know, and uh, they deal so much on a daily basis with what really matters, you know, and they're, uh, and this is, of course, in an ideal situation. Now people are taking those positions, obviously, that are, you know, we talked about the military industrial complex, we talked about you know, they're just the selfish motivations, but that's not what we're talking about here. Uh, what we're talking about here is uh, the, the true nature, the purity of uh, what a real uh, military leader, what a real governor, uh, who they are, what they really are in, in the essence of that kshatriya uh, value. Uh, And those individuals, I mean, you're making decisions all day long. When you run a, even at Mount Soma, I find myself in a position. I just wanted to start an enlightened city. I didn't have any motivation to be a leader or anything like that. In fact, quite the contrary. Uh, My typical nature has been, you know, to try to be in the background and not be seen just because I'm basically a monk or a hermit, you know. But uh, I found myself in this position. You're making decisions all day long, and and there's a there's an art to decision making. Uh, and a lot of times we have a hard time making a decision. But see, even that's a decision. If you decide to not decide, you've made a decision to not decide. Right then, that can at times be a wise decision. Uh, Oftentimes we do well to put things off until we necessarily are, you know, at a point in our life, okay, now we have to make that decision. So what's it going to be? And you're given time to reflect and ponder and see changing circumstances up to that point. And even after you make a decision, and I know some people have troubles I think with this, they feel like, okay, you made a decision and now you changed your mind and this whole idea of changing your mind. I mean, that's a real taboo in politics for one thing, you know, but in the real art of decision-making, you, 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 you evaluate something, you make a decision, then you act on it. You put something out or maybe even before you act on it, maybe the responses you get of, from people in here at Mount Summit in the community or whatever, uh, it can inspire you to change your mind. 
And changing your mind isn't, isn't a flip-flopping. It, it is an evolving with the time. It is taking in the new information and moving forward. That's a big part of the art of decision-making. And uh, uh, sadly, we tend to judge it. But see, now all of that we could say is on the, on the horizontal value of life, you know, the surface of life. We do this, we get this result, we observe the whole thing. But, and so it requires an integration, you see, a balance, a, a working with all those different values, all those different principles as they go through time and space. But the most important component of decision-making isn't just that horizontal value. It's an even more important component of it is the vertical value as you go deeper and deeper into the self. And ultimately, you arrive at a point, there's a place deep inside. It's called the transcendent. It's called Chaitanya, Bhavatitam. It's that place of oneness. It's that place where all opposite, polar opposites unify. The, the unification of paradox. That place deep within where you realize nothing is really happening. My pen rye. It doesn't matter. And this is what we're talking about here really in the purest sense. We're talking about a level of consciousness, a level of awareness where you're awake to that transcendental level, that everything is one, that nothing is really happening. And so in that regard, if you can relate to this, it's, it doesn't matter. Nothing really matters. And sometimes when I go into the temple, well, really daily when I go into the temple and I stand before the Shiva Linga and the, the different um, Mortis, you know, the different gods, if you will. They're just silent witnesses. They have no opinion. It's not that it doesn't matter, but in one sense, it doesn't matter culminates in the fact, in the awareness that everything matters. Everything is one. And it all unifies into a the place of violent, unbiased, unopinionated, divine witness. And this may sound, you know, in one sense, oh, that's so abstract, that's so theoretical, blah, blah, blah. But I'm talking about finding that wisdom place, really, within you. That is like, it's the, it's the real source of thought. It's the source of thought. It's, it's the depth of your being. It's where thoughts bubble out of. And of course, if they're distortions or co confusions or emotional charges or mental biases or programmings uh, or indoctrinations and things, that puts a spin on it. But the real kshatriya, see, there's a kshatriya component in all of us. We have some value of that. Of, of all the different castes, of all the different perspectives, some value of that. It's said that uh, once you become enlightened, before you become enlightened, you must have experienced everything. And that doesn't mean you went through a lifetime with your name is George and you went through another lifetime as your name is Billy. 
but there's an essential value to all the different components of life. And you have to be awake to all of that. And as things unfold in the evolutionary process, we go through those stages through life experience where we awaken to all the different values of existence. And so in that regard, we've experienced everything because it's when all the pieces come together into a unified whole, the kashara of awe, the, you could say the collapse of fullness into, the, into its parts uh, in, in the most divine sense. Uh, what is it? Richo Achare Parme Vyoman. The divine values of the parts that amalgam, amalgamate into the whole. Once all that is integrated and awake in your own being, then you're functioning from that place of pure silence, that place where nothing is happening, that place where nothing happens that place where it doesn't matter, the silent witness. It's a place of emancipation, freedom from identity, enlightenment. But then when that place deep in your being is integrated with the surface of life, the surface of life is the field of polar opposites. It's the field of this and that. It's the field of uh, acting upon decisions. It's the field of action. It's the field of karma. Karma means action. And so when that level of life where we're constantly making decisions deciding to gesture this way or that way or sit this way or move the hand that way. It's, these are all decisions, maybe not intellectually, consciously, okay, I'm gonna raise my hand, but on some level, life is just a continued stream of one decision after another. And the decisions we make are what create our life. Those things are the things that our life is built out of. We create our life through the constant continuum of decisions that we make. And it's those decisions where everything matters. When those decisions are integrated with the depth of our being, when nothing matters because nothing is really even happening. See, it's the uh, unification of paradox. It's the unification of polar opposites in that regard. Polar opposites, not just in the horizontal, you know, love thy neighbor, uh, what is it? Uh, Love my neighbor, but also um, even your enemies turn the other cheek, all that, all that stuff. We're talking about very deep principles, really. Becoming one with those that might be perceived as an enemy, you know, true understanding, you know. But nevertheless, we make a decision and we act. The thing has gotten really gummed up. You know, but in, in the pure sense of the word, patriotism, honor, dignity, righteousness, those are great values. They're great values. But if we're out of balance on the surface of life, we attack those values, I think largely because we associate them with the distortions that are there in the world, in human mentality today. Oh, the United States is bad because they did this war. Well, you know what? I agree that a lot of the things they did were bad. But that doesn't mean this, the essence of uh, 
human dignity, of honor, of patriotism, in its purest sense, those things are good. They maintain an integrity. Same with government. In the purest sense, it upholds the nation. It upholds the community. And we're living in a field of imperfection. Someone said, don't look for perfection in the relative. It's not there. It doesn't exist there. But don't we demand perfection, if not of ourselves, which oftentimes we do, but of others and certainly of our leaders. And then we judge them by virtue of the imperfection that is necessarily there. And we then throw out the baby with the bathwater. The essence is of such value. So on Memorial Day, yes, we you know remember those who you know fell in battle, lost their lives, serving their nation, and that's hugely important. But not if we lose sight of the essence of what that means, what that represents, who they are in their essence, in the purest sense. They're the upholders of dharma, of right action, of cultural integrity. So, you know, on Christmas, on all the different holidays, sometimes we say, well, you know, we lose the meaning because we have Christmas trees and we party and get together and go for cookouts or what have you, Memorial Day. and, and so even that, sometimes people take a stand, well, it's really a very somber moment. And, but both can occur. And I think that even just a brief moment with your family to acknowledge um, that value of the essence of Memorial Day, the essence of Christmas, the essence of Thanksgiving, all the holidays. It doesn't take much, especially if you have kids, even making a brief mention of that in, in a solemn moment. People may want to do it as a prayer before they have a meal. It doesn't take a lot to touch the heart and the soul in the very pure sense of our family members, of our children. And they'll remember it. Kids, are, kids think, they remember and it's, so it's just a brief offering is, is enough, oftentimes, to inspire that. And really, that's um, in its essence what we're talking about in this podcast. But I think, you know, an understanding. We have the horizontal, uh, polar opposites. We have the vertical. Nothing really matters. Everything really matters, you know? And the integration of all of that into a unified whole, the unification of paradox. And attaining to that level of life. Living that spontaneously, inherent in your nature, not as an attitude, not as a philosophy, but as a state of physiology. That's just called health. Health means wholeness. It means integration. Your greatest tool for that? Proper meditation. Teach it for free online. YouTube. 
uh, and our websites. Meditation is the most powerful tool for that. But also reflecting and pondering some intellectual understanding. Because if you're meditating and trying to enliven that value and you're hanging on to some preconceived notion of polarization or what have you, uh, those things are tugging you in two different directions, you know. So we rest into the divinity inherent in the nature of our being. And we also explore how our heads work, how we function, our emotions. And, and a great gateway to that is your childhood. We always continually throughout life gain deep, I've gained deeper insights into the nature of my childhood and my relationship with my family, even in the past few months. You know, all these little ahas and, and like that, they help loosen the tensions in the awareness, you know. They help us evolve. Hopefully, well, I think that's it. That's what I had to say in this podcast. You can look over the notes and you can reflect on this for yourself. You know. Anything else, Scotty? No, I think you did it. Okay. <laughs> Scotty's great. You guys, you know, he's, obviously he's a lot behind the scenes, but I don't know how he does it. He accesses things. He's a master of the internet, as far as I can tell. And he provides a lot of insight and a lot of knowledge. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And we'll talk with you again uh, next week.